1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we'll continue our conversation with the Louisiana Director of the Coastal Conservation Association, David Cresson. And, David, uh, before we move on to the redfish issue, uh, closing out on the pogey boats, the public comment period is over. Any suggestions for these tremendous amount of people? You're talking 85 percent across the state that are in support of these reasonable changes. Any suggestions for them as far as contacting commissioners, legislators, or general advice?
2: Yeah, I would say all of the above, Don. Certainly, if you know legislators in your area, you should let them know that this is important to you. Uh, those legislators, you know, can can show their support of it. Um, of course, we had 82 legislators sign a letter in support of a one-mile buffer. We had a, about a day to try and put a list of names together, and 82 of them signed on uh, in October. Reach out to your legislators. If you know the commissioners, reach out to them. If you know people within Governor Landry's administration, reach out to them. Reach out to your parish presidents. Uh, Just let folks know that are in positions of authority that this is important, that Louisiana deserves better than this. Uh, And, uh, you know, and we might be able to get this done. So pay close attention to it. We'll keep you posted. I think February 1st is going to be when it when it goes through its final vote. And, you know, we're we're all hopeful that it'll
1: uh, end in a very positive way. All right. The notice of intent for the Redfish. The commission uh, set a one time public hearing. Uh, Not the best dates and time, my way of thinking for a public meeting at all, 10 o'clock on a Monday morning, but uh, they're asking people to weigh in on the current regulation proposed would be to reduce the limit from 5 to 3, increase the slot size from 18 to 27 instead of the 16 to 27, and no keeping over the slot size at all, and also the charter boat captains while they're on a charter trip cannot keep any fish for themselves, they can only fish as far as for demonstration purposes uh does cca have a position on this particular notice of intent
2: we do don we actually supported from the very beginning we supported the department's original recommendation which would have changed the limits to four fish 18 to 27 inches no bull reds and it would have eliminated the guide limit as well i gotta tell you we don't We don't have a strong opinion about the guide limit. It's such a small percentage of the overall catch, but we took direction from the the guides association who were in favor of it, and so we we were fine with it as well. So CCA supported that original wildlife and fisheries recommendation. The commission decided to go a little stronger than that. Uh, We thought that was a step too far. We made that um, clear in our, in our uh, testimony during the, the uh, oversight hearing uh, in, the, in November, and it was rejected. Uh, they brought it back. They voted again in December. They brought back a, uh, another version of a three-fish uh, rule, and the, you know, that will certainly undergo some scrutiny as well. This public hearing tomorrow on uh, – or excuse me, Monday – is at 10 o'clock I agree with you that's a funny time for people to try and get to especially since they didn't allow for written comments to come in but if you can make it to wildlife and fisheries regardless of what your opinion is if you like the three fish option that's great show up and talk about it if you don't like it that's great show up and talk about it but unless you be there unless you're there on Monday at 10 o'clock uh... to you know to make your voice heard Uh, You know, they're going to move forward with this vote without without hearing from you. You know, don't forget, Don, while we're making these changes to redfish, we go back to the pogey boats. The pogey boats are killing tens of thousands of these boats on the coast. And so we should do our part. We should we should make some changes to the recreational limit. Uh, But but other things have to be considered as well. So Monday, 10 o'clock at Wildlife and Fisheries, it'll be heard uh, in person public comments. Will you be there? I will be. Well, good. Uh, we'll be there, and and we'll certainly speak up for our side of things, And but understand that people have lots of opinions.
1: Well, give us a report next week. We'll get you back on to talk about what went on. I'll do it, Don. Thank you for having me. You're quite welcome. Thank you, David, for being with us. David Cresson, the director of the Coastal Conservation Association. Uh, you can find them pretty easy, a lot of information on their website. Just Google Louisiana CCA. CCA Louisiana.com. All right, we'll come back after this. Mike Gallo joins us. Born on the bayou. Did he fish in his cold weather? Well, I bet he got out at least one day, maybe two. We'll find out. Check in with us right after this on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network.
3: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
2: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
1: Well, this has been a good week to have a Tow policy because if you are signed up as a member of Tow, you will be getting rescued in these freezing temperatures if you happen to find yourself stranded. And it's only $199 for a whole year. It's on every boat you own, rent, or borrow. And it's free towing, fuel delivery, jump start, whatever you need. And I'm wondering if a, a dog can get a Tow policy because a friend of ours, Carl Beyer, a longtime hunter, uh, his dog, Abby, was uh, finally... Reunited with him after spending three days in the marsh in the Wrigley's area. And uh, had the dog had Seto, probably could have called for a rescue. Anyway, a good ending to a very serious issue. And I'm glad uh, Abby and Carl are reunited again. It was quite a story. All right, Mike Gallo joins us now. And uh, Cap Mike, uh, what about the fishing this week? I'm saying maybe you got out a day or two because it was cold.
0: Well, Don, I actually made it out on Monday ahead of all the serious cold that we had on Tuesday and Wednesday, and um, did fairly well. We were testing some new lures for pure fishing, trying to see the durability of the lures. We fished some drains in the intercoastal waterway, and we ended up catching, we probably caught about 15 redfish, only only ten of them were keepers. We had several bass; I forget five or six, and we had two freshwater catfish. We fished from. We left my place right there by Salt Bayou at about nine thirty in the morning, and we fished until about three. A little light drizzle started to develop around us, and we decided we did not want to be wet. So, we headed in with. Actually, more fish than I expected. One little drain had the majority of those redfish. We sat there for probably 45 minutes, and like I said, weeded through a bunch of small ones. Even the ones that we kept were just 16 to 17 inches.
1: So, if you would have been fishing under the new regs, what would you have you come away with? Oh, none. That's what I'm thinking.
0: Yeah, they were all going back.
1: What is your general uh, observation about the redfish situation? Are, Are they troubled? Is it a temporary thing, and do we need to put in more restrictive regulations?
0: That's an interesting question, Don. I seem to be the only one that feels all the hurricanes and tropical depressions that we had in 2021 is the culprit, because we were missing one class of fish, and, you know, obviously that class starts out as a 16-inch fish, and next year it would be bigger, and it would be bigger, and finally that class of fish is three years away, and we're starting to see a fresh class of fish reach harvestable size. So I sort of think if the wildlife and fisheries takes four years to do something like they did with trout, I think the problem's going to solve itself. Um, although I do have a lot of faith in the wildlife and fisheries. If you remember back in the early 80s when redfish got so much pressure due to the craze of black and redfish uh, While and fishery stepped in, put regulations in place, gave the redfish game fish status, and then made a really good comeback. So I'm sort of on the fence, and I'd rather, you know, be cautious and still have fish to catch than not do something and it continue to get worse.
1: Yeah, a situation I don't want, think we want to find ourselves in is after a year, two years of these more tighter restrictions, all of a sudden we get a plethora of redfish showing up. Much like what happened with Red Snapper, yeah. where it was very, uh, you know, the evidence was out there, you know, the empirical evidence that there was plenty of fish and we could go back. As long as this uh, new regulation has both a sunset clause, an end date, and also one that is flexible to where we see there's changes and we recognize that we can go back to the more liberal limits. That's the main thing I'm concerned with, and I think most people are. Uh, Mike, if somebody wants to get a hold of you and look at your calendar for dates, I know we got a trip coming up with you. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, how can they get you besides looking on my website where we've got a direct link to yours?
0: Very simple. My website is aaofla.com or the reliable telephone, which is 985 781
1: all right, we got it. Stay warm, my friend. We'll talk to you next week.
0: Sounds good, Don. We'll talk to you
1: then. All righty, Captain Mike Gallo. And by the way, that's Ceto who sponsors his thing. If you want to get signed up, it's easy. com, or you can also give Captain Chris a call. He's at 504-301-4545. All right, coming back after this, it's a big day for kayakers. It's going to be a tough, cold, brutal day, though. They're at the Minimalist Challenge, at least some of them are. And uh, wishing good luck is the Gator Boy checking in, saying safety, safety, safety. Yeah, this is the season for hypothermia. Captain Merrick Mohabarak of the Louisiana Kayak Company joins us next, and he'll give you the full rundown on what's happening for you paddlers on this January chilly Saturday morning. We're back after this, Don Dubuque. On the Outdoor Show right here. Stay with us. And our stroking and paddling report is a presentation of Massey's Outfitters, three locations, Mid-City New Orleans, Baton Rouge, and also in Covington. you got all kind of accessories. And also for you skiers, I know this is a time of year when a lot of folks head out west to go do some snow skiing. They've got a full line of ski clothing. Uh, Eric Mohabarak joins us now. Eric, you mentioned that they were closing out some demo models. Do you know if there's any of those left?
4: Yeah, I think they got two. I think they got a pro angler and an outback left on those uh, on the outbacks on the on, on the Hobies. Uh... And uh, I know they're discounted at a good rate. I don't know the price offhand. You'd have to call a store. Just call John over at the Carlton store. And they can bring that to any other store you want, the, the North Shore uh, or uh, Baton Rouge locations, too, and y'all could pick them up there, or they could deliver it, I guess.
1: Yeah, that's um, two good yeah, ones.
4: Just give them a call. Yeah, that's two good boats, really good fishing machines. Most probably the best platforms there are in, in the business. All
1: right, Eric, what's the latest you heard on the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club's minimalist challenge that's scheduled? uh down there on uh highway one this morning what's going on with it i heard they're gonna be cold uh, <laughs>
4: <laughs> you know um they have uh they rearranged a tournament uh to where you can bank fish now um but you have to have a kayak with you at least in your truck or something like that and um which is a good thing as far as a safety thing goes, but you're still going to have people who are going to get in their kayak and go out in it. Uh, and depending on where you're fishing at, uh, they have extended the range. You don't; it's not going to be a shotgun launch, which would you know it defeats the middle. Well, it it, it changes the tournament. Uh, to, uh, you know, where, where people can launch anywhere up and down Highway 1. I believe it runs from Baysons, uh, don't quote me on that, but uh, Baysons all the way down to uh, Elmer's Island. But you can't fish Elmer's Island side or common out of pass. You can only fish the other side of the road. Uh, by Moran's there, uh, don't quote me, but I believe you cannot fish the uh, west side of Moran's. You can only fish the east side. You know, and there's a there's a few other rules and stipulations you can read about on the, on their website. Um, and you're still getting I think it's five or six baits. Um if you look on the on the on the Facebook page they posted it, you uh, know, you could see the lures. Uh, uh, plenty of plastics, the four horsemen's car. Um, they got a, a tail lock, knocker a little, uh, from Texas uh, and a handful of jig heads. Uh, mm-hmm. oh, and they got that uh, shrimp, too. I cannot remember the name of it, but it's made by Four Horsemen also. Uh, so they got some good lures for the conditions. Oh, yeah, the H&H Sparkle Beetles in the party. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that, that's a good one. You know, yeah. that's, that's what I'd be dragging on the bottom.
1: It's a great event. Sorry they got it under such brutal conditions, but glad they made that exception where you can fish from the bank uh that will yeah. allow it to continue but uh you know keep the element of safety unless you want to go out and venture a couple other spots you might want to suggest for people who are going out in these cold weather you know maybe go midday when it gets to the warmest point
4: yeah well you know uh they got the the like the jubilees going on and stuff it's it's not really kicked in fully but they are picking up some fish like uh robert said uh you know, uh, it's the same principle. It's it's deep water holes, but golden meadow, bass and stuff like that. Uh, the culverts that cut through under Highway 1, uh, they've been getting some good good fish there. And these guys are going to be fishing these spots this morning. So there must probably be 20 people stacked up on top of one okay, another, yeah. if not more than that. Um, also, uh, Myrtle Grove is actually, you know, it's still that time of year when these these places like this, happen uh myrtle grove has been doing really decently well Uh, like most probably tomorrow would be another good day to go um you know they've been catching a few trout uh just dragging them small i call them the medium beetles uh that, that lime green looking one and of course the sparkle beetle and uh double rig them and just drag them on the bottom uh, you can even tip them with shrimp. You'll pick up some reds and drum on that. And then uh, in the pond behind the uh, Ports of High School, same deal on the uh, right side. They got a deeper uh, dip in the, in the bottom there, and uh, they're, they're catching some trout there also. Uh, pick up on a redfish, of course. That's right there in the marsh up against the levee. You can't go wrong with that. But anywhere you got deeper water, and uh, if you got an oyster reef on the bottom, that's even better because I, th- I think the water is actually warmer when you have the oysters down there.
1: Yeah, if it's a shallow bed and you get those bright, sunny days, that sun beating on those oyster shells definitely is uh, a hot spot to try. Well, Eric, if somebody yeah. wants to book a trip with you, you provide the kayaks. You're one of the few kayak guides around the state, Louisiana Kayak Company. Tell them how to find you.
4: Well, you can find me on your, on your website, Don, Don the Butte, the Outdoors Guy, or uh, Facebook or Instagram. Um, that's uh, the Louisiana Kayak Company. And uh, you, know, you just call me on the phone, Don, 504-313-8292. All
1: right, Eric. Stay warm, my friend. Keep your hands dry, and we'll catch up with you next time.
4: All right, Don. Be good, man. Definitely. Be safe.
1: All righty. Thank you. All right, uh, well, you know, decoys are used to attract ducks and turkeys and other wild game, including deer. Well, not only that, it also attracts bad boys sometimes. And we had that instance happen, and we'll be back to tell you our story of the bad boy in the outdoors who fell prey to a decoy. Back with that right after this pause on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, got uh, some text messages coming in. I uh, Got a report from Roland Cortez. He hunts up at Dave's Bayou in North Louisiana santa has been great the last few days plenty of ducks and geese around and uh, they've got a pretty good service you might want to check it out Roland's a Louisiana guy but he from the south but he hunts in the north and some hunting up in Arkansas a great guide good caller check it out it's Dave's Bayou you got a lodging up there too all right we got uh, someone wanted to repeat those proposed redfish limits on the notice of intent that's 3 fish And an 18 to 27 inch slot. In other words, they've got to be at least 18, but not any longer than 27. If it's over 27, it's got to go back. That is the notice of intent. Someone want to know what a notice of intent is? uh, That is a procedure that is done in government. The Department of Wildlife and Fisheries sends these notice of intents out. It's about a 90 day to a 100, I'm sorry, to a one year process uh, where they make a proposal that has public comment periods. Sometimes they schedule hearings. Uh, Then if it's amended or unamended, they forward it to the legislature for oversight. The legislature can reject it, they can approve it, or they can do nothing with it. If they approve it or do nothing, then after another period of time, it actually becomes filed in the state rule and becomes a law. So that's the deal there. All right, right after this 10-second pause for our stations to tell you who they are and where they are, we've got our bad boy, the outdoors story for you. Coming up next, right after we let our local station tell you who they are and where they are along our Outdoors with Don Dubuque radio network. Well, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Enforcement Agents Trevor Benoit, Sergeant Jeremy Foray, Sergeant Gerald Sander, and Lieutenant Scott Dupre cited a Sharenton man for alleged deer hunting violations in St. Mary Parish last Sunday. After the agents set up surveillance on a deer decoy they placed near the town of Baldwin in a field off a public roadway that is known for night hunting activity, did that on the evening of January 1st, New Year's Day. Shortly after 8 p.m., the agents observed Grant Knox pass by in a truck, and noticed the deer decoy in the field. Uh oh! Agents then witnessed Knox shoot a 22 rimfire rifle. That's bad out of the truck's window, that's worse, which struck the deer decoy. At least he was a good shot. The agents made contact with Knox, cited him for deer hunting during illegal hours with an illegal weapon, can't hunt deer with a .22, it's too light, from a public highway, from a moving vehicle. And if convicted, facing fines of $2,150 and up to 120 days in jail is 28-year-old Grant Knox of Sharonton, Louisiana, our bad boy of the outdoors. Well, at least they didn't have to donate the decoy to charity, <laughs> and there was no civil restitution to pay back, and they didn't have to replace the bullet that struck the fake deer. You know, I thought all the bad boys had gotten wise to decoys placed on roads to the point where they had served as effective deterrence, but at least this guy, Knox, he did not get the memo. I can recall when that was a very common practice, They would, uh, and, and these decoys were pretty elaborate. Uh, some of them were actually mounts, you know, deer mounts with the hair and real antlers on them. And uh, I did a, a couple of features. I went out at night with the agents and saw the stakeout and witnessed the stop, and it would, it would be funny sometime. I saw people get out their truck, uh, had a little bit too much to drink. They're looking at this deer. They're throwing rocks at it. I uh, had one guy was driving an 18-wheeler. He spotted what he thought was a deer, and it wouldn't move. So he, he got a, a tire tool, and he crawled on his belly up to the deer decoy, jumped up, swung, and knocked the head off of it. And the agents watched watched and witnessed the whole thing. Uh, there was one particular bust I was in on where a uh, poor guy, two kids, say kids, they were juveniles, they driving by, and they spot the deer decoy and. Uh, they don't have a gun, so they go wake up a friend. He's in a sound sleep. He goes with him. He's shirtless. He's just got a pair of look-like pajamas <laughs> pants, but he's got the gun. He shines. He puts the headlights on the deer. And he jumps out and pulls the trigger. Agents pop out of the woods, and they take off. Well, guess what? They got a car each way on each side of the road. There was no way they were getting away, and uh, you know they lined them all up, and Asked them about confessing, and the poor guy that did the trigger thing, you know, uh, that asked uh, who who pulled the trigger, and they all looked at one another. Nobody would admit it, and they said, well, book them all. Let's book the truck and haul them all off. So anyway, I I don't think they really did that much anymore because that served as a deterrent. Uh, A lot of people driving the highway, you see a deer standing in the field at night, and, uh, you know, you kind of think, is this a decoy? Is it for real? Sometimes those deer will freeze and they'll just stand there and they look almost like a decoy. But I'm glad to hear that they're still back out. And if you're driving by at night and you see a deer on the side of the road, don't do what this guy did pull over and take a shot because uh, very likely you could have been decoyed. All right, we come back after this. Let's talk to Captain Ryan Lambert. It's part of waterfowl season. It's going to be a sad day tomorrow at sunset in the West Zone anyway. It comes to an end. It hasn't been all that bad as predicted, and I think the weather's had something to do with that. And we'll also get your fishing report if you like to fish in cold weather. Now is your time of the year. We're back with the Plastic Man, also known as Captain Ryan Lambert. Cajun and fish fishing adventures next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Plastic man never has shrimp odor on his hands. Well, very, very rarely. I'm talking about Captain Ryan Lambert. He joins us now. And Ryan, are you guys sad or glad that the waterfowl season's coming to an end at sunset tomorrow?
5: I think we're glad because you know it's, uh, it's been hectic. You know, with the with the negative tides, Even though we moved it pretty good, like today we got a negative nine. So we got fish first.
1: And then hunt. So, yeah, it makes it tough. How's the fishing been doing this cold weather?
5: Fishing's great. The river's dirty up now, but fishing's great. But I'm, I'm probably going to have to use shrimp today because my customers won't be able to catch fish in this 30-something degrees, 30-mile-an-hour wind. So I'll probably bring some dead shrimp for them.
1: Yeah. Well, we got that That's north wind. Are, are you going to fish the east or the west side? I'm going to go east
5: because... I thought it was yesterday the west and didn't do nothing but the water's extremely low with this this wind and wind and negative tides. So I'll go and just get on some points and stuff over there and fish that. You know, they pile up, you know, when they come away from the river, when the river comes up they just pile up. So it'll be pretty easy I think.
1: Well good. Um how about the duck hunt this afternoon? What's the prospects on that? a lot of birds came in with that big cold front this week?
5: No, they stayed offshore. Uh, yesterday, I think we had we went yesterday morning, and well, there was a lot of birds. The shore didn't didn't work for us. And uh, they went yesterday evening. They killed killed a few, but it's just canvas backs and pintails. Just about now, the most mm-hmm. all they have weird yeah. situations. Yeah. But we're killing a lot of cans, a lot of pens. But you only get that's three ducks a person, you know. Right, right. You load, get occasional gotcha. teal or, or widgeon come in, maybe. You should have some
1: dokeries down there, some scop, huh?
5: Nope, nope. A hmm. couple, of, couple of ringnecks I saw yesterday, but really, really not much.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, Ooh. they've always said, that with the, the, at least the, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service and the biologists, you know, you get these very hard, cold, it takes cold weather to move the birds down. And uh, you see the divers are here, which they're pretty hardy birds. It, it canvas backs coming down and redheads and and scomp and ringnecks, it's cold enough for them. Where's the, where's the gray ducks?
5: Where are they at? Where's the widgets? Yeah, they, wherever they got grass. You know, they, yeah. they feed on grass. They don't feed on bloody on corn, and they don't, you know, they they love grass. And that's wherever they got grass, you know, where the salt water didn't kill it, that's where they at. We didn't. We just didn't kill many grays this year because of that. Yeah. You know, usually that's kind of our bread and butter duck. I've never seen so many pintails in my life. That yeah, that... this year.
1: Yeah, that's I'm a, a changing your your lease to pintail paradise. I mean, that is an unbelievable amount of pintails, and maybe maybe they need to revisit the limit on pintails, huh? Well, they're gonna have to. I mean, Mexico's covered with them too, and if we
5: cover with them, they cover with them. That means they got a lot of. Them. <laughs> yeah. So, but I, I've never seen redheads in years like I saw in Mexico the other day. I mean, tens of thousands of them. It was beautiful. Yeah.
1: Well, it'll all be over except for the east zone. Uh, they get uh, another week to hunt, so, uh, you know, good luck to you guys. What time is the boat leaving? I don't want to miss it.
5: <laughs>
1: right now. <laughs> I'm talking about the duck
5: boat. <laughs> oh, the duck? Yeah, that will probably be leaving out about 1, 1, thirty something like that.
1: All right. Well, that'll I want to try out that new choke. Hope we get a few shots. Come on down. We'll give it a shot. Yep. Yeah. Alright, well be careful out there. You know it's uh it's hypothermia season. Take care of your customers. Uh, you know, get them get a few fish and get on in. Yep, that's what I plan on, buddy, for this cold. <laughs> All right. Telephone number if they want to call you. Uh 5111 And uh we're cooking lots
5: of fishing. Oh my gosh. February and March is unusually busy.
1: Yeah. Well, that's good news. Glad to see people are getting out and interested in fishing. CajunFishingAdventures.com. You can see them on the website. All right, we'll see you a little bit later on, Ryan. Good luck on the fishing. See you there. All right, Captain Ryan Lambert, uh, Cajun Fishing Adventures. And, yeah, uh, I ordered a new choke from uh, Benelli, and I got it in last week, and I want to give it a shot. Uh, You know, Benelli shotguns, those of you who are familiar with them, great, great fine-made guns, Italian guns. Uh, But they come with chokes from the factory. They give you several of them, but... The only one you can shoot, the biggest, the tightest choke you can shoot steel or non-toxic uh, is a modified. And in a 20-gauge, a modified, at some of the distances, I just wasn't getting the performance. So, Ryan turned me on to this Roy Roberts choke. I ordered it, got it, installed it in the gun, and we'll give it a shot because uh, he's got one in his gun. and <laughs> I'm not saying that uh, his expertise make, doesn't make a difference, but certainly seems like his choke really hits hard. When you see him finishing off uh, crippled birds on the water at long distances and how tight the pattern is, that, that's when you can see the difference. All right, got some text messages to get to uh, talking about our uh, bad boy. Uh, this one says, regarding your bad boy, my dad was a policeman, and he once told me that the jails are full of dumb people. This guy definitely fits that description. Yeah, a lot of people uh, are so smart. They think they're smart, but they're really dumb, and that's where they end up, in jail. Here's another one that says he should be stupid boys of the outdoors. <laughs> and we're hearing from our friend John Terrebonne, the convent hunting club. That's where they run beagles after rabbits. They had a great hunt last weekend, 30 rabbits total. They finished before noon both days. They're loading up the dogs this morning trying to have a repeat. Boy, is it cold. Y'all stay warm. You hear? Thank you, John. Thank you for that. All right. We have, uh, let's see, someone wanting to repeat the redfish limits that are proposed. Three fish between 18 and 27 inches slot. None kept over 27. That's what's on the table. And there will be a public hearing Monday morning at 10 a.m. at the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries in Baton Rouge. If you want to comment in person, they're not taking any written comments. All right, we have the backstrap stacker, Clark County, Alabama, saying the rut is on. The bucks are moving. They're chasing one more buck, and he will be tagged out. Hope it happens today. Y'all stay safe. All right, backstrap stacker. Hope you do stack a little more of that backstrap and uh, tag out on the deer. All right, here's one. says, I would love to see those massive pokey boats have tight regulations. I fish out of Venice seem to remember these boats fishing over one mile out oh yeah they can fish over that one mile out and they catch them another one says i'm thinking that one mile is not far enough well you know the 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 object is to you know curtail the activity uh keep them away from the close inshore where they they do damage to not only by bycatch but also coastal erosion exacerbation but Uh, if you give them that one mile, there's a lot of fish they'll be able to catch. They just have to spend more time doing it a little further out. But as David Cresson often says, the boats travel from Mississippi to the Louisiana-Texas state line, basically over by Rutherford Beach and Holly Beach to fish over there. So going out that that much further, another uh, three-quarters of a mile. It should make a difference economic-wise. All right, we're going to take one last break, and we come back. Louisiana Marsh Guide Service, Mike Smith, uh, he's dealing with Arctic blasts, and- Doing some duck hunts, and he's doing pretty well. We'll tell you how he's dealing with it right after this pause. We're going to the duck blind in three minutes on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Uh, How many of you remember that song? Uh, (laughs) I bet you Mike Smith remembers it. He hears it in his sleep. He's with Louisiana Marsh Guide Service. He's a five-time state duck calling champion, and he's in the blind where he belongs. But Mike, the season's uh, look come and gone. Tomorrow at sunset it's all over. Uh was it as bad as they predicted for you this year?
6: No. O- overall we had a pretty good darn season. Uh especially during the first split. The first split's always the best the best, uh, down this part of Louisiana. Uh well they should have left the season like it was, let it go another week like we had last year, because uh we are loaded with teal, but we can't get to them because the ponds are dry. <laughs> so uh, we're hunting divers on the open water right now.
1: Well, that's that's the thing you can do. You know, the Arctic blast, it takes cold weather because those are hardy ducks, those big, thick canvas backs and redheads. And uh, they're great ducks, you know, and they decoy fairly easy. So that's what you've been concentrating on the last few days, haven't you? Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, the last
6: puddle duck hunt I could make was Monday. And, uh did not go out, cancel the hunts Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, I was born at night, but not last night to go out in weather like that.
1: <laughs> you know, in Louisiana, a lot of us grew up uh, considering diving ducks as, as, as trash ducks or secondary ducks, but really no. there's nothing wrong with them. What are some of the techniques and tactics you use to concentrate on when you're hunting divers?
6: Well, we hunt not in the middle of a big, big lagoon right now just looks like an Island. And, uh, with the decoys out front, got the wind across, just about across wind. And uh, they they starting to fly, but only a few are starting to decoy. But uh, yesterday, we didn't really start shooting until after 7 o'clock. Uh, I don't know if those crab boats are going to go out today in this wind, but uh, they're the ones that keep them moving. But we oh. had some cameras back uh, Thursday, which was a good surprise. And uh, we're waiting on more shots. They got a lot of them flying. they seem to be flying a certain uh, flyway today yeah Uh, even though diving ducks are pretty dumb but once they make (laughs) up their mind where
1: they want to go they're not too dumb (laughs) (laughs) all right do you use more or less decoys than when you're hunting puddle ducks
6: i tell you with this wind i I usually been putting out about 40 but today i got no maybe 20 that wind was blowing so hard, I was bouncing around that p-rog <laughs> like a toothpick. Hold, 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 hold on, hold on.
1: All right, here we go. We got some action. Now, that's the call for diving ducks. You don't use a mallard call when you're hunting divers. Mike Smith, Louisiana Marsh. No, they kept going. They yeah, kept no going. takers, huh? And the okay. next thing I was going to do was get in the calling and you just did a little demonstration. How do you call diving ducks differently than, than the puddle ducks?
6: You just roll your tongue up. Cam's back uh, bluebill, which is a scalp of for the out-of-town people. And we call them dogeries, which means gray back in French. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm. But
6: uh, you just roll your tongue onto the mallet call. <laughs> That's it. Sometimes they come in. Sometimes they don't.
1: You Do you know? think the disco duck call might work?
6: You know, I call one one time. Kenny Wilkerson and. Uh, I had Kenny Wilkerson, Jim Everett used to be the Saints quarterback, right, and uh, Doug right. Nussmeyer. He was the backup quarterback, and uh, we, I, we were in this before we had boat blinds, and we're just hunting from a regular blonde. He's about six foot eight. He goes, "When are you going to stand up?" I said, "I am standing," <laughs> <laughs> and I called in a pair of gray ducks doing the Mexican hat dance on the on, on the duck call. <laughs> hold on, hold on, get down, get that, turn around, turn around. Oh, got him, got him, got him,
5: got
1: him, got him. What were they? What? what, what? Uh, scoff. All right. Good enough. Yeah. All right. Glad we brought you some ducks in. Mike, uh, you yeah. guys are going to have fun out there today. I hope you all dressed warm and uh
6: Oh, yeah. It's not as cold as they said it going to be. Either that I got too
1: many clothes on, one or the other. <laughs> all right. Well, Mike, always great sharing that with you. Glad we got a little bit of action. Hope you get some more this morning. And, uh, you know, it's all over. I would tell people to call you, but it's a little early to book for next season, you know. But where can they find more information about you?
6: LADuckHunts.com or 504-228-4506. And would you believe I already got 35 days booked for next season? (laughs)
1: That's incredible. Well, you deserve (laughs) it. Thank you, Mike. Glad you had a good season.
6: All right. Uh, Good talking to you. We'll we'll do it again next year. uh, Make a hunt together.
1: Yes, we will. All right. And that's going to wrap it up for us. We'll see you next week, 5 to 7 a.m. We do it every Saturday. It's the Outdoors with Don Dubuque,
3: Radio Network.